What's up, everybody? Welcome back to part two of the week four recap. Like I said in yesterday's episode, we will be covering the top four games of this week. Close calls, some near upset alerts, and teams just not performing at their best. So let's go ahead and get into the Georgia-Kent State game. How do you, If you're Oregon or South Carolina or Sanford, how do you address the fact that you just let Kent State score more points against Georgia than you. Kent State is Kent a State Kent State's a good, good football team. No. Kent State's better than Sanford easily. But you could even say that they would be in a good football I'm not going to say they're better in South Carolina, but I think they'd be in a good football game with um them, no, but no, at the end of the no, at no the end of the day that. at the end of the day Georgia didn't play Kent, Kent State is 1 and 3, bro. Yeah, and they scored three against them. And what do they do against y'all? 20. <laughs> hey, let me, let me finish my sentence. Um, Georgia didn't play great. Um, had, you know, four turnovers, had a lot of drops. Um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Most teams have a bad game, um, you know, Georgia fans are hoping that that was their one bad game, and they still won by 17. So at the end of the day, wasn't the best day, but Georgia came out on top still pretty easily. All right, so, but still, I understand. What do you do about Lad? All right? You muff a punt. You drop so many passes. What was that? Lad will be fine. There's actually a rumor going around the stadium around halftime that but his girlfriend broke up with him. Oh, but uh, that wasn't true. Uh, he he got better in the second half. Um, caught some passes. Probably because Kirby settled down a, a little fire bit under his ass. Oh uh, yeah, Kirby tore into him after he muffed the punt. He dropped he dropped two touchdowns. So I mean, if you look at those too, that's a much more lopsided game. But I mean, if you want to really break it down, Georgia's up seven nothing. Lad muffs the punt. Then they don't. Then Stetson throws the interception. Um, Kamari doesn't set the edge. They score a long touchdown, and then all of a sudden it's like twelve to ten when it could be you know twenty one nothing. So just a few things here and there that Georgia's got to clean up. Um, easy games coming up, but they'll have to get better if they want to win another national championship. I mean, yeah. let's be honest, they. They had an underwhelming game, but they still won, and it's easily fixable with a team like Georgia. I mean, I think that they should have beat Kent State by more. Kent State, to me, is not – I get that you say that they're somewhat good and decent could give a scare to South Carolina. I disagree with that take. I think Georgia just really had an off day, but I think that they'll be fine next week. Well, if you're an opposing team and you have Georgia coming up on your schedule, what do you take out of that game to scale as a weakness? Like you just watched them. I better hope they can drop some passes. You, you you hope you hope Georgia plays bad. I just want to add on to what Rush was saying. So, Kent State is not a good team. They they played some good 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 teams in Washington, who they got beat by in Oklahoma. So they weren't bad teams. They lost to. But they're not a great team. They're not a team that should be 
getting beat by only 17. But there's going to be to days where team. a team has an off game. Just muffs. Lad has a completely unlike Lad game where he's just completely, he looks like a totally different person. Looks like a freshman that just got on the field instead of a seasoned veteran. And the defense we all knew was young, inexperienced after all the guys leaving to the draft and stuff. So we knew there was going to be a couple of bumps in the road here. And this is just one of those times. They'll get better. They'll clean stuff up. Kirby will get it straight. So I'm pretty confident that Georgia's going to get right. They needed this as a wake-up call because every team needs that wake-up call game where you're like, okay, yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to the next game. One that gave a lot of Kentucky fans a scare, and that was Northern Illinois. Okay, Northern Illinois was without their starting quarterback, and they still did that. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, Will Levis, he played out of his mind. I'm sure we can all agree on that. Yeah, uh, he played He played definitely out of his mind. But Kentucky's pass defense is not it. You you can – I've said it all offseason. Uh, I've said it on my page. I've said it to most of the guys in here. I've said Kentucky's pass defense is not it. When you get a team to pass on uh, – on Kentucky, they won't do well. That's why I said they were going to beat Florida because Florida's offense. All let's be real, Florida's offense is only rushing. Uh, when because I think Anthony Richardson versus a decent defense is good at all. But I, I honestly think uh, I, I truly think uh, this game was Kentucky's to lose. Uh, they they. Uh, they screwed themselves up, and they still almost lost this game. Uh, it was tied at half, and I think uh, Northern Illinois or yeah gave, gave them a scare. I think Kentucky versus Ole Miss next week is going to be the battle of overrated teams, and I can't wait for Ole Miss to win. All right, it, it's time to wake up. Um, Kentucky is mid. They were up, what, 13-10 to 10 over Miami, Ohio at the half in their first game. Um, you know, the Florida win, that was a solid win. Um, Youngstown State, 31 nothing, whatever, and then barely beating a bad Northern Illinois team. I mean, that's not the number seven team in the country. At least I hope not. Um, that's not a great football team. Like uh, Jackson said, um, Kentucky at Ole Miss next week should be a fun game. But, I I mean, Ole Miss has looked pretty poor. A fun game for Zach Evans. Too. Yeah, I I just don't I just don't think Kentucky's all that, and they and they proved it with that performance. Yeah, that should that Ole Miss Kentucky game should be a very interesting oh. one because I think that they've both both been kind of underwhelming. Although looking at the stat line for Kentucky, Will Levis still had a decent game. I mean, he went eighteen to twenty six for three hundred with four touchdowns. I mean, that's still an impressive performance. Takeaway, they only won by eight. Yeah. And Kentucky did not look good whatsoever. Northern Illinois is one of those teams that's underrated that actually challenges opponents. They all, they have for the past couple of years with that Michigan State, you know, quarterback transfer. Yeah, he wasn't even there. See, yeah, so you even without – You get like a Northern Illinois too, man. 
I yeah, said Northern Illinois is not a bad team. Bro. I said like, last yes, week in the MAC conference, but like they're MAC champs. Okay, G- give me my respect. Kent, I said Kent last State's week better than Northern Illinois. Stop, stop. <laughs> oh, man. They who are. Did, who just said that? Who just said that Kent State's better than Northern Illinois? I, I would actually take my do, Kent State. I do not want to hear that now. Who, who, Bro, if someone <laughs> says Kent State is my man's trying to justify his almost loss to Georgia, bro. Because that is cap. <laughs> What's the excuse if Tennessee Dude, beats? Quit Georgia? justifying your scare, bro. No, Northern Illinois lost by ten to Vanderbilt. Beat Eastern Illinois by seven and lost by three to Tulsa. They're not good this year without their starting Tulsa quarterback. Okay, you got to take that into. You got to take that into consideration. Okay. He got oh, Georgia win was not game. a good game. State. K-State I don't know why everybody's is worse in the Vanderbilt game, bro. That was actually a decent game, bro. Like, no. you can't be justifying a loss or almost lost by Kent State. I mean, NIU would beat Kent State, and you know it, bro. All right, we'll come, I we'll come back to, to this. High school. We'll come back to this in December oh. when they're playing in the MAC Conference Championship game. I went to high Smoking. school with a couple of kids who were starting for Kent State. Okay. So if people from my high school can start at Kent State, you just know their ass. So Kent State's not good, my point. Kent State is not good. Northern Illinois is a different breed when it comes to SEC teams. And this just proves my point that uh, Vandy is better than Kentucky. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I said that too. Uh, I said I that too. That far. I, sa- I, said so that, I said that Vanderbilt will upset Kentucky no. this, this year. Okay, y'all. Hey, hey, it's my hey, only upset for hey, Vanderbilt. Hey, it's my only no. upset for Vanderbilt. Shut up. All right. So I, I changed ahead. it from Tennessee to Kentucky. Oh, well, we're going to go ahead and move it to the Arkansas-Texas A&M game. A chain Arkansas. went crazy. Dude, Arkansas. Or a chain dude, or however you're you say You're making us name. look horrible now. The what past two weeks. The past two you weeks. Are, you are horrible. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Ar- Arkansas. Uh, 22 points against state. Dude, Arkansas. What is this game? What is the missed field goal? Cam Little. Dude. Cam Little had a Bro, chance to win this. He, could, this he couldn't do that again if he tried. Off the top of the upright? Are you kidding me? Dude. That's Cam Little's a very good out. kicker, but like obviously you can't make every single kick that you take. I mean, there was still a minute left when he took that kick, so it wouldn't have been a guaranteed win either way, but I don't know. That's just my thought. Arkansas was starting to no, put the clamps on Texas Knowing, knowing how win. Texas A&M's offense works, I really think it would have been. They would have the, been the like, more I think I don't think a And M had the like hype to like score also off of that for two minute drills. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying though, I do have to give props where props are due. And Texas A and M beating Arkansas with the level of, of confidence that we might had that Arkansas, you know, it, they are still a top team in the SEC West. They just might, be in my opinion, rate. and I would say for others as well, but overrated. Probably so, and they're going to have to prove next weekend against Alabama. They're going to have to prove that this may have been a game that was a fluke, and I'm hoping to see Sam Pittman, you know, get his boys ready and go to war against Alabama. Hopefully Sam Pittman beats Alabama. Everybody would scream cheering. Mm -hmm. The entire town of Fayetteville would catch on fire. Yeah, I don't know how those fans would handle that. That that would be rough, but like a chain or a chain went absolutely insane. 
Yeah, I think Arkansas rushing yards. I think Arkansas. It sucks. He's out for the year. No, that's, no, that's a different that's guy. Not, that, that's a different guy. That's Anaya Smith. Oh, shoot. Which is yeah, also, right. that's that. his last. He I wasn't really paying attention. doesn't have a COVID year left, so that would be his last down as an Aggie. Anaya no, Smith. Anaya Smith went crazy, too. He's a good He's a good little wide receiver. I love Anaya Smith. He's one of my favorite wide receivers in college football. Yeah. That's, that's hard to see. So it seems like nobody so like, has anything they want to add to that game, unless y'all would like uh, to. I want to say one more thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Arkansas beat themselves. I mean, yeah, I, I give a lot of credit to let's A&M. Use a different, uh, let's use a different but, way out of words next time. Yeah, I, I think I think Arkansas beat themselves, in my opinion. I, th- I, th- I think uh, – th- didn't they have, like, three fumbles? And uh, I, I – oh. That fumble by KJ Jefferson was terrible. Yeah, the what miss, was he thinking? A return the, by Damani Richardson the was amazing. Field though. goal to take the lead. I mean, I, I just think they beat themselves. And I think Slusher, uh, they got Slusher back, and he played out of his mind. You could tell, like, why he was a starter, why he was a big deal for them. And uh, you you could actually see the secondaries improved with him back. All right, so let's get into V2 Sports marquee matchup from last week's on the field. Florida at Tennessee. Yeah. I'm going to mute my mic and let everybody speak, and then I'll okay. come in at the end. Then let's let the unbiased guy do the talking first. Okay. Uh, Florida, Florida almost came back. I said Tennessee by 14, so I screwed my takeover. But Tennessee played out of their mind, especially with an in- injured Hendon Hooker. And played without uh, well, whatever his face is, Tillman. Uh, Tillman, Tillman's an insane wide receiver. Tennessee had 220 rushing yards and 349 passing yards. Man, I when you have 500 total yards in a game with an injured quarterback and an injured like insane wide receiver, that's just insane. And that that's just looking at Florida's defense and like how bad are you truly are. I think Shorter, Justin Shorter, really impressed me. I think Anthony Richardson really impressed me in this game. But I, I still need to have higher standards. I, I have higher standards for Anthony Richardson. This should be more. He should have played. I, I think he played out of his mind. But I I think uh, he, he should be doing this, like, consistently. Be, I, because, like, this is one of the most talented guys. He should be doing this consistently and not be screwing up to a team like USF, like we saw last week, or Kentucky. But again, he did play a horrible secondary. So, so we'll we'll see where 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 he's at next week when he plays uh, Eastern Washington. It should be a blowout. Yeah, I'd, I think it was a hell of a game between UT and Florida. It's always one of those games where it can come down to the very end, and it did it this year again. I think that even with Florida having an underwhelming defense, it was still impressive to see Tennessee ball out like they did offensively. And I think that I would put them as a top three to top five offensive, you know, team in college football right now. I think that they're on a high horse. I think Kendon Hooker at quarterback. And and like you said, I mean, without Cedric Tillman, they were out there and they were balling like they were just I mean nothing affected them at all you know Florida made some critical mistakes that cost them the game ultimately or having a chance to be in the game but you know at the end of the day I think this is a builder for the young team and with a first year head coach 
But all I'm going to say is I think it's time to finally put Hendon Hooker in the conversation for Heisman. And I think that Josh Hopple may be coach of the year. All right. So I didn't I didn't watch most of this game. I caught the last eight minutes maybe from like right before Tennessee scored the touchdown to go up 17 till the end of the game. Um, so I'm not really going to speak on the game as a whole or how either team looked. I'm just going to sit here and question the math that Billy Napier was doing. Um, I, I just don't know what was going through his head going for two, to be honest. Because I think if you kick book the extra points and you're down three, that second pass that was incomplete, I think the dude probably comes back to it more and cuts up the middle of the field. And I think they're in field goal range to kick the field goal and tie the game. So I'm just, I don't know. I mean, questionable decision there by Napier that could have cost his team a chance to win the game. Anytime you have a chance to beat a good team like Tennessee on the road, especially that have been like a, that have been a coach coaching defining win from Napier. So I'm just not sure what that decision was, but good win for Tennessee. Um, they finally got over the floor to hump, and now they can focus their sights on continuing to be a top 10 team in a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, uh, Hypo, uh, my bad. I accidentally said Hypo. Hypo has really uh, turned around that program in a few years. I can't wait to see what he does. And I, I truly think they could have a close game versus Georgia. I don't think they beat Georgia, but I think they could have a close game versus Georgia, Alabama. And I think they do make an NY Snicks. Uh, I think they. Uh, do great this year. I think they go 10 and 2, shocking the world. I think they finish number six in the AP poll. <clears throat> Can I talk my shit again? All right. Everybody remembers this podcast started. It was Tennessee based. I've been keeping, I've been keeping it down. I've been making realistic picks. Yeah, yeah. yeah just just scream, good. scream to the top of your lungs, man. <clears throat> How? I'm not even proud of this game. Okay. I'm watching it at home. I was supposed to be there. Had some employees quit. Blah, blah. I'm at home. I'm comfortable. I'm feeling some type of way about the game. And I watched Josh Heupel decide, maybe kicking three points here is not a good idea. It'll really put a dagger in the game. Let's go for it. Shoot more clock. Let's get stuffed. Okay, so. Florida scores a touchdown, blah, blah, blah. They missed the first onside kick. We three and out that bad boy. So then it comes time for Florida to kick another onside kick. And I have never been more thankful in my life for the rule that there can be no forward progression once the ball is recovered from the, by the kicking team. Such a stupid rule. They need to change that ASAP. Once he caught the onside kick I cut the TV off and I said I know where this is going Tennessee's gonna Tennessee I'm gonna go ahead and put my phone on D&D I've been talking a lot of crap this week let me let me just go I want to give insane props that I have not been given this entire season to the University of Florida Florida is a good team they're young they've got a lot of fight and a lot of grit in them it was just a battle of the offenses for that game. Both defenses. You, dog you do know you, you do know Louisville beat USF by forty yesterday. 
40 on Saturday, right? You do know uh, the number one defense in the nation gave up 22 points this past Saturday, right? Okay. Well, actually, Alabama's the number one defense in the nation now. Now. But going back to what I'm saying, I was wrong about Anthony Richardson at the beginning of the season. I said he'd be a great quarterback. He's not, but he definitely showed signs of progression. If you give him two years, because I don't know if he's like a sophomore or a junior, I think he probably still has like a red shirt year maybe. I don't know. Whatever. I think he's a a sophomore. Sophomore. Sophomore? All right. His senior year, if maybe you're still there and Florida fans haven't, you know, gotten pissed off yet because they are not patient. Uh, Give him that time, and he might legitimately be in the same role that Hendon Hooker is in now. He could lead. I I love the passion that Billy Napier has for his team to come in, take over the team, Dan Mullen's disaster, and to just come in and want to fight and claw an inch for all those boys. It's just it's insane. I love to see a coach with that much passion about the game. Yeah, so. he, Richardson could leave after this year, but I think with the year he's having, he'll come back for one more. So all I want to say is Florida fans. Congrats on, you know, maybe finding the right coach. And Tennessee fans, I'm glad the 14-year, you know, oh, you're still 2-16. and Yeah, had stops this year, and it stops next year, and it stops the year after that. Josh Heupel owns Billy Napier in that poverty-ass program. So, thank you all for joining us. I will say this too about Tennessee and Florida game. I do have one thing to say. I got one shout-out. Mm-hmm. I just want to shout out my current school that I attend, MTSU, for going down to Miami and upsetting oh the number God. 25 supposed Miami is back, Mario Cristobal. Hey, them Blue Raiders different, baby. Them Blue Raiders different, and they smoke in a pack. Smoke that hurricane pack, baby. <laughs> but thank you all for joining well, us. Well, I'll say, I'll say this too before we move Uh-oh, on, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Just a reminder that Hidden Hooker, did not win the starting cue. Job ladder. Matt's 40 touchdowns to just two interceptions. I just want to it's, say Joe Milton It's kind of surprising to me that he's in spring practice two years ago. One year. As I was saying, Joe. it's surprising to me that he's not been in the talks of all these, you know, people with graphics posting and stuff that like Hooker is not in the top five for Heisman. I still under, don't understand why he's not top five for Heisman. And I, I but just, with that being said, I, I agree. Say this. I, I just want to let everybody. Oh, go ahead. I say this though, that this Tennessee team with Cedric Tillman. I'm. I mean, I, I really don't want to say, it, but I feel like this team can literally give a shot at Alabama and give a shot at Georgia in a shootout because we already know their defense is not the greatest. But this team is really, really special, and what Josh Heupel has done in just two years. It's just unbelievable. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and close out the episode with a statement and then the sign-offs. Um, I don't know if y'all can hear me. Y'all might be able to. Can y'all hear me? Yes. All right. So <clears throat> once again, thank y'all for joining us. Both defenses of our marquee matchup are garbage. Uh, y'all know who I cheer for. That will not uh, – Hold me for either picks that I make for the rest of this year because Tennessee is not beating Georgia at all. 
So thank you all for joining us for this recap episode. I had to have my little Stephen A. Smith walking out with a cowboy hat and a cigar moment. Thank you all. And we'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Pro U Sports. Go support your athletic ambassadors and alumni. And then make sure you go check out our code over at SeatGeek V2 Sports. I know the episode cut off last time when I was giving the spill about that. Uh, our allotted time really got cut short for that one. So thank y'all. And uh, on behalf of all of the V2 crew, good morning, good afternoon, and good night from the V2 crew, baby.